Leadership Redefined. All right, and I believe we are live, Dr. Bernardo, live for the first time in, in quite some time. Uh, we're back with the Leadership Redefined Season 4. Uh, we're on. We've been doing this quite a while. Um, said it never could be done, but here we are. But, but here we are. Here we are with millions of viewers watching. Just hitting um, third gear now. <laughs> <laughs> so we are thrilled. I'm here with Dr. Bernardo, uh, Dr. Pisano, Al, and Rich. Um, Anthony is out there somewhere in the ether. He'll be joining us uh, next session for sure. Uh, so we are um, hard to believe, uh, Rich, that we've been doing this for a while now. And uh, we are on season four, and we got some really exciting uh, things to talk about. Uh, we have so, uh, a, one, someone in, in our, uh, on our team that's really uh, helping us move some great initiatives forward. Uh, so uh, she, she's an asset. Maybe we'll have her on one day as well. Uh, so Leah, a little shout out to you for, for doing what you do, um, helping us out. So uh, we have the uh, first bit of exciting news, uh, Rich, uh, is first of all, welcome, Rich. How are you today? I am good. I'm looking forward to making this work and making this happen and uh, spreading the apple seeds around. Yeah. And you see, we have our uh, freshly revised logo here. We're really excited to get going um, and moving forward on uh, on uh, some some wonderful things. Uh, so we actually have the first bit of news we wanted to share with you, and then we'll talk a little bit about this. Uh, we've had in the past uh, podcasts on the collective mindset, and we've talked about um, uh, putting some kind of work or, or piece of work around that. What well, we have, we actually have created a book around uh, the premise of the collective mindset, which we'll talk a little bit about for new viewers. Um, but we actually have a book coming out, uh, we hope by May 1st, we actually have a, a, you know, our, 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 our preliminary materials all set and it's, it's on the edge. I think we have an ISBN number as well. So we're looking at a May 1st start for the collective mindset, our book that's coming out on Really, uh, Rich loves this word, the synergy of leadership, right, Rich? Um, or the sum of all parts. Like sum of all things, <laughs> whatever you want to use. Um, and the, really, the premise, and we have other things, too, we'll talk about, some webinars, and even a virtual conference we'll talk about towards the end of the show. Um, so what we'd like to do for this episode is really talk a little bit about the premise of the collective mindset, <clears throat> maybe give some context, context around what that means as far as leadership goes, and then towards the end, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of the things we're going to do, including the book. Um, so this series, this season four, uh, is really going to be wrapped around all of these premises around the collective mindset um, and what we've sort of refined, right, leadership redefined over these past three or four years. Right, Rich? Yeah, yeah. So the collective mindset is really, uh, to simply put, that what, what, what happens a lot with leadership, and we've seen this time and time again, whether we're working with higher education, corporate America, K-12 education, uh, in any setting, uh, what happens, and, and, and rightly so, because life happens a lot of times, uh, people are working in silos in the leadership space. And even if you have a team of folks, you often do what you need to do, and you very, very few leaders will say, all right, what is I, what is what I'm doing? How is what I'm doing affecting the people, even my, my immediate team? But then if you go even out further, um, the, the people around you within your organization. So 
the collective mindset is really about having sort of the synergy around leadership so that uh, everything is sort of interconnected and you have this knowing of uh, what others are doing and how it's affecting them, as well as, I'll let you speak to this, um, the component of futuring out your um, thought processes and the effect you will have moving forward as well. Rich, you want to speak a little bit about the futuring aspect of the collective mindset? Well, there's no, there's no question that the, the uh, futuring piece, and we've, we've talked about futuring on and off throughout the, the last couple of years. Uh, we should probably talk more about that more specific in one of the, the uh, courses going yes, up or up too. Uh, futuring is a gerund, is a noun, is a verb, and a few other uh, grammatical terms I can't remember. And it's used in different contexts, but, it's, but the, when you get to the bottom line, or when you get to the sum of what the premise of futuring is, is that we have the obligation as leaders to consider how we mean to engage and empower uh, all the folks around us with the same sets of skills and competencies, and even more importantly than, than those two, uh, the, the dispositions to think past our noses as such. And what happens with the educational leaders more specifically, but even true in uh, private organizations, I suspect, is the, is the issue that we think year to year, we think oper operationally, we think about what the next budget expenditures are going to be as a, as a, a guideline as about how much money we're going to spend on what what uh, projects and activities and necessities we need to do to get to the next next year, and it kind of reminds me of a of a pinball machine bouncing off bumpers without any real plans. Where in fact, if we uh, futuring devotes itself to the premise that in order uh, for a leader to be truly uh, competent and long term grounded the leader needs to create a capacity in, in the whole organization to think future, to think systemically, to think creatively, and to think co collaboratively. Uh, and where sometimes people think that uh, you can't predict the future, that's true. You can't predict whether a safe's going to fall on your head in the next two minutes. Uh, that's, that's misleading. But you can't forecast. You can't you can consider the probables. You can narrow those probables. And most importantly, you can decide whether you the probables that you identify in a scenario are the probables that you want. And if you don't want them, if they're not preferred, how do you move to the preferred future, so to speak? One last thing before I stop uh, yapping, Al, is uh, you know people sometimes argue uh, that the pandemic could not have been uh, futured for. And personally, I would differ with that. It's not as though we knew on March 13th, 2019, a pandemic would uh, take control of us, certainly the United States and around the world. That's that's true. But were we or should we have had the capacity to deal with any calamity, whether it's a, a, a natural disaster, whether it's a, a pandemic, whether it's a, any number of heaven forbids that I wouldn't even want to bring up, we can, we can plan for the probables of that, and we can create the capacity to deal with those things in a way that they minimize the uh, stress that we've all had. And we've all have gone through stressors these past uh, three years and counting um, because of the lack of futuring. Their governmental leaders, educational leaders, and many business leaders uh, dropped the ball about. Yeah, and, that, and it's really about... Um 
we go back to trying to put yourself um, in a place that you're not right now or trying to put yourself in the shoes of others. So with futuring, it's really about saying, okay, if we do this, what might happen? Um, and, and also to your point, Rich, it's, it's about like deciding, actively deciding. So taking a moment to say, all right, what do we want? What is the probable outcome? What's the preferred outcome of this? And let's, let's shift what we're doing in the now to, to have our preferable future more likely, right? And that preferred future, you're absolutely right. And, and add to add one more key component. And we know that our preferred future, that our preferred future is grounded in our preferred purposes. What, you know, why we put our feet on the floor in the morning, figuratively speaking, to come to work, to work with students in all cases, what do we really want? And I challenge you to ask folks what, whether they know what the, it is that they want. And sometimes, many times, they hasn't been articulated enough for it to be uh, the reason why they put their feet on the floor. So the purpose obviously speaks to the preferred future. Yeah, and it, it actually reminds me, we, we do work with a number of uh, high-level clients with um, Leadership Redefined. And we were working with a client um, uh, this past couple of weeks. Uh, and the person uh, I have in mind, and Rich, you may know who, who this person is, uh, they had a, such a clear vision um, and resolve and passion about what they wanted to accomplish. And it was really, you know, this person was like, this is what I want to do. I know how it's going to work. Um, but the, the issue was that it was in his head, right? And that's wonderful. That's the first step. You want to have that, you know, you want to be able to really um, have things in your own mind as a leader. You want to make sure that there's clarity there. There's, you know, you have a great vision, you're passionate about it. But what we were talking about the other day after we got off with this person is uh, if you clarity in your own mind as a leader does not automatically transfer to your team having an understanding of what you want to. Um, and that's a, that's an example of the collective mindset and not getting outside of yourself and not futuring and not having this understanding that, hey, it's not just me, right? I have to make sure that in this case, uh, this person had to really be able to articulate to others what the person's vision was. Otherwise, it means nothing and it just dies, right? And that'll happen not just from one person to their team, but from team to team, uh, from person to person. So it's a really important thing to, to think of that came up with us, with one of our, our clients uh, last week. Rich? Yeah, it's, it's about synchronizing the, the parts so that they're all, in this, again, purpose together as such, and, and actually prioritizing in terms of the leadership's perspective, the mindset, if you want to use that word, the leader's perspectives about how they view themselves with with it with respect to all of that, I'm not a great. I don't know a whole lot about music, but this much I know: um, a conductor needs to have all the pieces, all the instruments in synchronized somehow to get the music to play. And so she's got to be very skilled at making all those parts integrate with each other. The, if the conductor thinks that she is the only person responsible for the music, uh, ain't going to be a lot of music. The right. music will the music will either won't get out at all, or it will, it will be uh, not a great composition. Now, this particular person we're thinking about, uh, Al, uh, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with a premise called uh, the Johari Window. 
J as in Johnny, O-H-A-R-I as in Isabel, who's one of my cousins, uh, Joe Harry Window. I knew that this, this little model was developed by two psychologists. One was named Joe and one was named Harry, and they just put their two names together. And what they, what they did was we should probably do a little piece of this uh, share uh, in one of our, our future workshops. Uh, picture a four-paned window. Just, uh, like, just like behind you, Dr. Bernard. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you don't have to I work with this man. See that? <laughs> Think, picture that four-paned window. Now, now, those panes are equal in size. In our own lives, they're not. There's bigger, there are bigger panes for, for different perspectives. So I'll give you this real, very quickly, and, and I'll use this to uh, describe the, uh, to the, the leader we were talking about the other day, as whom, who, as Al said, has a vision, I mean, and a passion of vision, and a good vision, uh, and yet he's sort of uh, uh, trying to play the uh, charismatic leader such, and it's, it, it needs to be uh, redistributed among everyone else. So each window, so I'm looking at uh, the, my top left window, now it's top right window, now make it the top left window, farthest from your head out. Uh, we'll call that the public self. There is a public self. The public self is what you know about yourself and what other people know about you. If you went down to the next pain, the pain beneath that, uh, there's also the private self. That's what you know about yourself that the public does not know. Moving up to the top right, above Al's little head there, is the third pain, which is the blind self. Now, all of you who are leaders, let's be honest with each other, and including myself, and I'm sure will too. What is it about, what is it that other people know about you that you're blind to? Question mark. Otto Sharma calls that the blind spot. Same premise. Where are the holes with an H in you that you're not aware of? That's a big one too, Dr. Banana, right? Big one. Now, in my view, when I do, there's a little instrument you can use. I have a huge private self. I'll confess to that. Uh, I think it's a private self anyway. Or maybe it's, maybe it's a blind self that I don't know that they know the things I don't want them to know. In terms <laughs> of my leadership, my, my leadership strengths and, and deficits as such. Now, the bottom right one is, is the dangerous one. I mean, we won't talk about that a whole lot because there's not much we can say. That's the unknown self. That's what you don't know about yourself and neither does the, does the rest of the world know about you. That's another conversation. But if we went back up to the blind self, this particular person that Alan and I are talking about, again, tremendous passion. Uh, his perspective of leader, if I can quickly diagnose this person, is that you know, he, he's the guy. He's the person. He stirs the drink, if you remember the Reggie Jackson phrase from, from 1980s. He stirs the drink. He's the man. And uh, he just assumed everybody knows what he thinks and everyone's going to do what and, and embraces what he, uh, what he wants to uh, uh, put in place. And, when or, it, and or should, Rich, and or should know about it, right? I mean, the assumption that everybody should know, he's got it in his mind, everybody should know what I, I need or want. And future that out. Think about that, a rock in a, in a, in a mental puddle rippling out what is that what was that what does that mean for the puddle 
if the, if someone hasn't calculated where the ripples are going because they just think we'll know where they're going. That's right. That's right. So, so, so yeah, so this is just one of, um, so during these podcasts, we're going to be doing a lot of what we just did, um, bringing it back to the collective mindset and the collective mindset. Uh, really we've done things on it before, but there's so many different things from, uh, share, uh, system thinking, shared vision, collaborative le- leadership, design thinking, collegiality, and team building. So it's really a model that covers sort of everything. Uh, it covers uh, the futuring aspect that we talked about. We talked about cultural capacity and engagement. Uh, so there's a lot of levels to this that we'll be talking through the this uh, season with. And we're going to be bringing guests on, guests that have uh, implemented the model, uh, guests that have uh, similar uh, insight about this type of approach, uh, but also we we love guests if you're out there uh, that may have different ways of, of viewing things and talking about things too. Uh, we're we're open to that as well. Um, so we'll have a lot of guests coming up on the podcast. But we also, in addition to the podcast and the book coming out, uh, we have some really exciting things coming up um, over this next year. Uh, we're going to be doing a number of webinars coming up. Um, that you'll see coming through LinkedIn and, and Twitter and, and Facebook. Uh, so we have a lot of thematic-based webinars uh, in the leadership space, the collective mind space. Uh, we also have, um, we'll be doing some courses as well that'll be available on multiple platforms that you uh, can uh, register for and take in the leadership space in the collective mindset. Um, and we also uh, are going to do next, at some point next year, a virtual conference. So if you're interested in being part of that virtual conference, the Leadership Redefined Virtual Conference, let us know, contact us on that. Am I missing anything, Rich? No, I think you covered it all, but, but and we're still open to ideas we haven't had yet. Yes. Yes, we have we have that we're, we have that unknown area for us, right? Rich? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have it coming soon, you know, and we 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 may yet try to figure out a way to do sort of a cross-country simulation. About yeah, so we and we talk about so many different things here. Um, uh, even uh, we'd love uh, eventually get into like the simulation, uh, the Oculus Quest, the virtual reality. We we're moving into a lot of different places uh, with leadership redefined. But uh, I, we really are thrilled to be back with everybody here um, uh, in this next series and 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 talking about uh, about and around the book and the premise of we. We've really sort of preached the last few years. Um, it's great to ha- actually have it in in book form, um, and what that will lead to us doing uh, moving forward. Um, so excited to be back with you. Excited to uh, share what we have sort of put together and will continue to put together uh, moving forward. Rich, any final thoughts? I just wanted to point out the the new logo uh, and the logo. The logo uh, speaks to infinity and beyond, so to speak. And it that's does. how we see this. It does. And it's we- ever-changing. Change is not this stagnant thing. Change is something uh, that you have to actively uh, look at daily, reflect on, adjust future for. Um, and that's the, that is why the logo uh, has that uh, symbol of, of this infinite uh, cycle uh, that leadership and change is all about. Excellent. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. Appreciate it.